Hello and welcome to the Billowing Hilltop pod uh, thing. Hello, readership. I hope you're well. Uh, are you listening to us on an app? Are you listening to us on Apple Podcasts? Are you listening to us on Spotify? If you are, we would be so grateful if you were to open up the magic thing you use and rate us. Give us a lovely, nice rating if you do. The algorithm, in ways that we don't fully or even slightly understand, makes us more visible. Um, and then, uh, for some reason, that's a good thing. I don't know why it's a good thing. Anyway, on we go. No news or information. Uh, social media, as usual, uh, at Billowing Hilltop on Twix, at Billowing Hilltop on everything else. Uh, please email us with stuff. Hello at BillowingHilltop.com. Anything, questions, anything, really. I mean, you know, try and keep it on subject because we'll read it out. There we are. That's it. I've got no other news or information. So let us push on with episode 177 of the Billowing Hilltop pod thing. Who's that lady? Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Hello. 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 How is everyone? Oh, full. Well. <laughs> full of what? What are you full well, of? Christmas cheer. Yeah, full of what? Full of crap. Easter egg, because it's after Easter, crap. obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Embrace the fiction. As Easter approaches, our thoughts turn to eggs. Actually, um, to be honest with carnival you. Carnival and Lent. Tonight. First. Isn't it Burns night? Tonight I cooked <laughs> pancakes. I, cooked, I think it might be the feast of the third wise virgin. Toad in the hole. And do you remember the first D and D weekend when I made that steak? You made a syrup pudding. Syrup pudding, and we left indents in the lino floor because we did. <laughs> I think that was like thirty years ago. Yeah, it's about thirty. Maybe years ago. more. Yeah. Readers, we've been doing this far too thing. long. Yeah, far too long. <laughs> where we get together a couple of times a year, we normally hire a neutral ground like, like an of, fa cup semi-final yes exactly like the semi-final of the fa cup and we head off into the countryside and we play the grand gathering of the hilltop we play dnd for a few days and yeah it's 30 years and the first one was in lincolnshire i remember yeah. it very well it's well, all changed these days it isn't it slightly because <laughs> the choice of drink it was in lincolnshire johnny the choice of food and the choice of drink where was, was it a lot different one? it was lincolnshire. in lincolnshire johnny i can't remember that that's where it was. The it was slightly more adventurous yeah, days, we, let's just say. Well, what we did is, is this concept of the comp, what we call a competition dungeon. Yes. What we did, readers, and this is something that you may want to try at home, is we divided our little group of people, I think there were eight of us, into two rooms, and we had two DMs, and the two DMs ran an adventure where the two parties were competing against each other in a, in a shared space. And they could literally get to particular rooms or solve particular puzzles or overcome particular obstacles before the others and actually leave messages for the others to give them a sense of kind of whether they were falling behind or getting ahead. And we had some kind of construct about how you knew how well the others were doing. Can you remember we had, how we that had, worked? I can't remember how that We worked. had bells, ringing of bells. Bells, that's right. Yes, a bell would ring when the other party achieved a goal. another part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. It is really good fun. <laughs> the lesson we learn is don't let the parties meet. Yes. Um, yes. Chaos. If you think it's bad and you've got arguments between Jesus. a party of adventurers and a, and a dungeon master about whether or not this rule works in a particular way or whether or not somebody can duck around a corner and fire a what's it without being seen or whatever it might be, just try it when you've got two parties of adventurers arguing with each other. Uh, Didn't just... you bring walkie-talkies one year or something? Well, we did it. We got more sophisticated. Yeah. Well, one year, Lucas, you brought you Sixth brought your own beam. personal local area network yeah. <laughs> that you strung up yeah. with cabling. 
across this poor woman's house out in Suffolk somewhere. Oh, yeah. That's it all right. got a little out of hand, readers, is that what we're saying. well, actually, if I recall. Anyway, that's enough of that. Let's yeah. talk vortices. Hmm. Now, we're into dreadful metagaming territory here because we're going to pick up the story with Scaly and Parker and Buggy as they descend through a vortex that Burple, in fact, discovered in the corner of Crothanos's keep on Tilagos Island. Now, Burple and Sessions, therefore, don't know what is happening to the others. No. Burple and Sessions, you must behave. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to put... We'll just laugh. The three of you on... Well, we could do this in the broom cupboard. I was about to say, but that would just not be very fair on Dan and Graham, who would just sit there. They shouldn't know what's going on. Just do it in the broom I'll cupboard. I'll make a cup of tea. Broom cupboard. Let's do it. Oh. Okay. Let's go, go on. and jump into the tea. Yeah. Gonna go make some tea. Okay. Put you on another map. It's the Netherworld. You come spinning out of the vortex. All of a sudden, that sense of being stretched through space and time having no meaning all suddenly compresses down and there's this weird sense of momentum and you are flung into, well, a space that looks just like the keep that you are in, except that everything is sapped of all colour. You feel you're on the shadow plane. You're in the shadow realm. But unlike your experience of the shadow realm thus far, an element of the normal world seems to be seeping through the vortex and spilling out into the immediate environs of the vortex. So where you're standing, life feels like normal, but past a certain point, everything is grey and gloomy. You can hear an odd keening wail that seems to be coming from through the shadow equivalent of the gateway of the keep to your south, and through the gateway of the keep to your south, you can see a bit of reality, like the ground continues. The boulders, for example, that the gorilla was resting upon. Was that last week? Anyway, whenever it was, they are there. But much beyond that, everything seems to dissipate into a misty, foggy, dark haze in the centre of the keep. With you're assuming her back to you is the figure of a woman. She is monochrome. Her hair is plucked at by an unseen breeze, as is the hem of her flowing dress. What do you want to do? She doesn't react to your presence. Let's move onwards. The three of you have brought presents, I assume, gold, frankincense and myrrh. You can see the back of her head. Does it look like a writhing head? No, not at all. Absolutely not, no. Uh, I'm going to... Apart from the snakes. Kind of move to mid-distance between where we were. Yes, Scaly. So you're reaching the edge of this area where the mm-hmm. world of colour is spreading through the vortex into this world of shadow. And as you get to that border, you can f- you feel colder. Yeah. And you feel... Do you remember when you first jumped through the portal using the crystals into the Telagos Island mini, demi, semi, hemi-quaver, magiplane bubble... I was talking about how colours seemed brighter, the experiences seemed richer, sound seemed crisper. Well, that sense is dissipated rapidly as you approach the edge of this coloured area here. Okay, I will clear my throat. (coughs) Take a long puff on my cigar. 
go, excuse me, what's going on? No reaction. Parker? No, I'm just going to let Scaly approach her first. Buggy? Hang back. Uh, I'm going to move southwards along the east wall, so I'm almost directly east of her. Looking over her left shoulder, as it were. That far south, you fully left the area where the colour is bleeding through into this space. And you're in the full... Yes. The further you move away from the vortex, and the more the colour around you diminishes, the more filled with power your axe becomes. I still can't see her face. No. This is a bit creepy. From that angle, you can make out maybe the side of her head a little bit, an ear, perhaps. Can Does I... she look like she's looking at something or captivated by something? You can't see her face, so there's no way of knowing. Can I have an action? Sure. I'd like to do my divine sense. Detect good and evil. Okay. Until the end of your next turn, sense anything affected by the hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend undead within 60 foot that is not behind total cover. First of all, she is undead. 100%. Okay. 60 feet, did you say? Yeah. You get the sense that through the gateway, there is some kind of miasma, mist, or something that is setting off your divine sense. It's not a specific undead creature. It's more like you've hit undead central. Okay. Right. I'll leave you in the broom cupboard briefly, and I'm going to jump back into the other room, talk to Dan and Graham about what they want to do. Okay. Secondhand mini. Hello. Hello. All right. Well. They're all dead. What do you want to do? They've been gone for a little bit. No sign of these other guys? No. Nothing else is happening. Sky is a slate grey. The snow is still falling. Your little scavenger friends have disappeared and uh, Krathanos and his monkeys are asleep. Are they? Well, Krathanos is asleep and the monkeys are in their cages. How heavy does the belt look? Very heavy. (laughs) Give me a... What is it? An intelligence check? Have you got any kind of... A saying or um, any kind of skills that relate. Insight? No, insight is to do with intent. I'm really thinking about your ability to make an assessment. Just give me a straight intelligence check. Get a massive. You do get a massive. Yeah. An 18. You reckon it would weigh twice as much as Parker, and it's big. It must be about eight foot in diameter. Right. Okay, well, I guess a mage hand is not going to work in that case. It's going to be a difficult thing to move about. Anything else you want to do before I jump back to the other um, side of the vortex? What do you think, Graham? We either go into the vortex after them or we wait here. Quite happy waiting here. We'll, we'll give them a few more minutes, I guess. All right, let's give them a few more minutes. Okay, I'll come back. Right, right. What do you want to do next? Scaly is... I will move so basically no directly north of her in the same way as Buggy yeah. is directly... So you're creating a, a square with the vortex yeah. in the top right-hand corner, yeah. Buggy in the southeastern corner, mm. her in yeah. the southwestern yeah. corner, and Parker in the northwestern corner. Yeah. You can see diagonal. again over her shoulder. You can't see her face. She's looking mm. away to the southwest. I'm going to go up to... 10 foot away from her and then I'm going to use the rest of my move to circle around her keeping a distance of about 10 foot so I'm facing her when you do that the strangest thing happens as you start circling her at the point that you feel that you would be just about to see more of her you realise that 
she is moving or the f- I don't know the world is moving and even though you're walking round her she seems to be still facing just away from you okay. but critically Buggy Ooh. and Parker she's still looking away from you yes Ooh. have you tried speaking to her yeah yeah she didn't answer okay yeah. in which case I will finish my move walking towards the exit you head down towards the gate of the of yes. the shadow version of the keep yeah. okay you can see further and further out as you approach that shadow version of the gate and it looks like where there is solid ground in the real world mm-hmm. there is solid ground in this shadow world but only to a point really out to where the boulders are and then it becomes increasingly diffuse and insubstantial it becomes a sort of grey hazy dark mist okay even without using your divine sense the scales on the back of your neck go up there's something out there scaly not just a general aura there is something out there there's something nasty there's nothing obvious to help us with Krothanos no, it just seems to be a shadow version of the keep that you were in before. I don't know what to do. There's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. No. I'm going to check in with the others. Right. Do you think we should leave? 25 frames a second. Well, hello. You've been kicking about for a few minutes and nothing has happened. I can't and they really haven't reappeared. give you more than that. No, no. Well, should we, we, wait, do for, anything? Should we wait for 10 minutes, Graham, or something like that? Well, let's say five minutes. If five they haven't minutes. reappeared after five minutes, that's we'll quite a long time You'll think again. in the adventuring yes. world. We would go and... Yes. That's all I needed to know. See you in a sec. Okay. I'm saying that maybe we've got something else to do first. Yeah, maybe another um, one of the tasks first. Yeah, I'd another. like to take a couple of rounds, might just skirt around the outs. While Scale is doing his circumnavigation of the woman, I like to search around the walls you could work your way around the inner perimeter of this place Mm -hmm. there's this really strange effect if you look over your shoulder or you take a moment to glance at this figure in the center of the keep wherever Mm. you stand you're never quite the position to see her face you can make your way all the way around you could even stand in the gateway at the point where scaly makes it there and you're both standing there looking out into the gray miasma together there's nothing moving there's nothing happening there's nothing different about this place apart from the fact that it is drained of all color and energy there are no items or anything there doesn't seem to be a significant diversion from the reality you've left if that's what you're hoping to find my strong view is that we can't defeat him in a fight trying to negotiate or persuade him seems to be fraught with risk and may not be successful so perhaps we've come at this in the wrong order. Yeah, I agree. I think there might be something else, somewhere task. else, that helps us help yeah. him. Yeah, need to go and do another one of the tasks first. What do you want to do next? Go back out, mm. out of the vortex. That's what I want to do. There's nothing here I can see to help us without putting ourselves at potentially enormous risk. Is that true for Buggy? Is that true for Parker? Yeah. Um, just time to have a little bit of a think before we go. So the last couple of times we've been in these sort of vortex netherworlds there's always been something that's given us a little bit of a clue or the position so i think the last time we had there was the ropey creature and the the key or whatever which we were able to retrieve there was a spider oh yeah i mean there's obviously something nasty on the other side of the gate 
and we can't see anything there. So, yes, going in that direction is probably going to involve Do we have any more of those combat. crystals? Yeah, we, I mean, we all had some of them, right? Do the crystals, are they in any way different? They have colour, unlike everything else. It has its colour. It has colour. It doesn't seem to make any difference to anything. It's not like the moment you retrieve it, anything changes, but it has colour. If you've got a crystal in your palm, you can feel the resonance Mm. that feels like that strangely brightly coloured, hyper-coloured, hyper-reality that you've just left. So one option would possibly be to tap this woman on the shoulder, but I'm presuming that will unleash some kind of nastiness. The odd thing is, so the the one place under the, uh, in the jungle, that was where the key was, was in the netherworld that we had to go. Yeah. So this woman is right in the middle of the room. So did we, did we notice anything right in the middle of the compound in the other world? We didn't, did we? No. It's just basically. It's not a room. It's open to a dark, diffuse sky of sorts. If you were thinking, oh, hold up, upstairs, there was a fountain in the center of the Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. That's exactly where, no, nothing like that. You can't see any similar sort of parallels where you're looking at a shadow version or a, no. I could take Cheeseman out, he could have a poke around her. Mm. Hello, Cheeseman, I'll open the bag of holding. How are you doing down there? Are you on off cheese? It's just a rat. It looks at you like... (laughs) (laughs) He's okay, lost his... interesting. Oh, he's just a rat because of the netherworld. Scuttles about a bit. He kind of looks at, it sits his, on the palm of your hand. His netherworld's presence if he can is fit. infused with and the magic he, of the other place. He just sort of snuffles about. He looks uncomfortable. Yeah, but looks, we had a good he relationship. He looks like he's got a question that it... He no, looks like I, he's got a question that he'd love to be able to ask you if he can yeah. only speak No, I do with I'll you, speak with them, um, you know, speak with... Yeah, um, obviously it doesn't work. Oh, it's you again, hello. Okay, well, I, I, I'll ask him, can he go up to the woman in the middle of the room and, um... Oh, her. Yeah. Who's saying she is cheese in the... Climb on top of her and... There's cheese in the arrangement here somewhere. I'm trying to work it out in like a crumb of cheese or something. Yes, I'll give you some more cheese if you do that. Is she carrying... She might, be, she might be, she might be, but it, you will certainly you get, get cheese when you come back to the bag afterwards. Okay, I'll send him off. Does he go over to the woman? He scuttles over. He sniffs around at the hem of her garment. She doesn't react to him being there. He looks over at you. Yeah, I, I nod, nod, and say, you know, point upwards. So he's going to go up, up on top of her. You want to clamber up the side of this woman? Yes, yes. Well, I suppose I could do. Yeah. <laughs> Rolls a six. He scrambles a bit at the hem of her garment and makes a little bit of progress and then rather falls back. Do you want me to try again? Yeah. Come on, cheese man, you can do it. That's more like it. He gets up, he can scramble up and he can clamber up her back and he can clamber up onto her shoulder. She doesn't notice And him. he looks over at you. Oh, sorry, what, what's happening here? And then he sort of seems to talk to her. You presume he's asking her for cheese. There's no reaction. He looks over at you. I'm sorry, I'm not quite sure what's happening here. Uh, Where was the... What, sorry, what was the cheese again? Where uh, was the cheese? All right. Come come back into the bag. I'll give, I'll give some cheese later. Oh, cheese. That's excellent. Yes, yes. He scuttles back. 
He doesn't seem to have ever been at a point where he was dealing with her, as it were, uh, rat-o face. He looks bemused and back into the bag. Let's go. So he had the same effect, basically. Yeah, let's go. Oh, I just can't help feeling we're missing something here. Yeah, we're missing something, and I think that something might be somewhere else. Before we go, mm-hmm. yeah, going to have a little bit of a listen down to the south. So Scaly did his sensor thing. I'm just basically going to be very quiet and just listen. Yeah, there's a keening kind of wail that's been ever-present, mm-hmm. but there's nothing intelligible that's what we're listening for there's There's nothing that sounds like it's the specific noise made by a creature or something moving about there is something out there it's probably really dangerous Mm. let's go okay let's go as you approach the vortex you immediately feel kind of revived and Mm. repositivized yes we've got to be very careful coming out of the vortex is it like that you could literally sort of pop your head through and have a quick look how what it, what the situation is. No, no, it's not like that at all. You jump in and you're suspended. Uh, right. Time has no meaning. That's your experience so far. You're oh, jumping of course, in. Yeah, that was the way. Yeah. In. Well, yeah, I guess so. Well, time stretches out, but time compresses. You feel hung and suspended between the various elements of the multiverse. Straight back you up could the be wall there forever. The... You could be there for an instant, but then all of a sudden you're whew, back in the positive world. You emerge at the base of this tree in Grathanos' compound. Mm-hmm. Let's leave the broom cupboard and go back to the others. Yeah. Oh my Pyramid. god. Hello again. Hello. Oh my lord. Hello. You get the sense that they're emerging from their, wow. from their prison. Okay, that, well, that was took, um, forever. Yeah. So how was that? Parker, buggy. Back over the wall. <laughs> Give me some stealth checks. 18. 17. Roll. Buggy. Or is Buggy asleep? Buggy gone already. Buggy never made it back. I think <laughs> Johnny's fallen asleep in the broom cupboard. I'm just going to go back and get him. He was, yeah. He was, he's in the broom <laughs> Johnny cupboard. Left there forever. Johnny. Awesome. Johnny. Sorry, sorry. I was dozed off a bit there. Yeah, let's go back. We'll go back. I hadn't quite fallen asleep. I hadn't realised the others had gone, and then I was sort of dozing a bit doing that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so they're all going to sleep, really. Yeah, Can you get me a stealth check? Anyway, stealth. Now that you're right. back. Okay. Oh, That's a very good number. Okay, I'm going to say that the three of you successfully yeah. sneak your way south and back to the others. Right. I'm going to say you've been gone for about 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So basically, it's the same thing as when we went through with the spider or underneath the... Uh, in the jungle. Ziggurat. The ziggurat. The, under the ziggurat, sorry, yeah. It's a netherworld... Everything's dark. Interestingly, the crystals that we had were still shining brightly. We were inside the compound, and then in the middle of the room was an undead figure of a woman. And wherever we went around the inside of the compound, she always had her back to us for everybody. Purple. Yes. Can you give me a wisdom saving throw, please? Mm-hmm. A wisdom saving throw? Uh, nine. Do you want to use your orc dice? Yes, you should do. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saving against. No, I won't. No. Let's see if you remember something. Is she something to do with a hacker or something? When is that what we're supposed to remember? Parker is explaining his experience to you, Purple, and he describes the fact that there was this undead woman figure, you get this extraordinary sensation, this weird chill like a wave that runs through you from the top 
of your grumpy head to the toes of your unhappy feet. You failed your saving throw. Mm-hmm. You feel like you could have resisted that strange sensation. Right. But so I'm with your story. The sound of this undead woman, but I don't know why. Yes. You saw Parker's mouth moving and the words come out and you just felt gripped by this disconcerting awfulness. Um, Something from Burple's past? Maybe. Possibly. Or wasn't there an... What was that, that battle? Mm. There was a spider Pesh. and there was a woman. Battle yeah. for, uh, battles on the field. Queen of, of Chaos. Pesh. The Queen of Chaos. Chaos. But let me just explain the rest first. Just in case something else... No, we're not interested in the rest of that. Let's talk more about the fields of Pesh. What was the feat that you did, Scaly, Paul? Uh, Was it Divine Sense? Divine Sense, yeah. Okay, so Paul did Divine Sense, and he was able to identify that this woman was undead, and also that uh, beyond the gates to the south, it got more and more sort of misty, but there was obviously some presence out there, and some very sort of... Nothing that... I mean, I could, with listening... What could be more Christmassy than that? Yes. Something out there. Oh, and let's get Cheeseman out. And then Cheeseman, basically, Johnny got Cheeseman to basically crawl up onto her shoulder. And I think Cheeseman experienced the same effect that we did about not being able to see her face. Although Cheeseman was a bit odd, Johnny had to do basically another talk with animals. To be able I to wasn't awake anymore, says Cheeseman, as you... Um, you weren't what? Retrieve him. I wasn't awakened. I mean, I was. It was different. I remember it slightly, but I don't. It's not. Has anybody got just a just quick? Just a. I hate some to distract you from the main question. I wonder if yeah, it, yeah. I'll give him some cheese. Crumb or morsel. And then put him back in the bag <laughs> and close it up. Oh well, oh. I'll hear what I find out. And then what we, did you guys do? Yeah. So what did we you guys do? Chatted. We yeah. Just chatted. You know. Right. Well then. So mm-hmm. can Dan not try some Sounds kind like of something arcana? awkward has transpired while you. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. My view yeah. is that there's nothing we can do here. So, Cthulhu is is fucking lethal, and we've got these other lot who may kind of turn up. Yeah, there's no sign of them currently. But is it likely if we did another one of these objectives, we'd go up a little? Not that that would really help us. The only problem Good with question. choosing one of the other objectives is we don't know which one is more difficult and which one is easier. No, that's a 50, I think we'll 50 chance out. that we choose another objective and discover that it's also not possible. <laughs> yeah, because this isn't the most dangerous, is it? No. Well, I hope I haven't given you too much of a steer here that you build all of your no. thinking on. I wouldn't get too distracted by the concept that there is an order or no, some kind of... We have of to consider, if we're going to do another one, that we may or may not just basically be, you know... No, it's mm. just changes as good as the rest, but not really going to make any difference. Yeah. One thing that I haven't, I had thought about, which have we considered in any way that we can do something tricky with him in terms of like drugging him or something like that during the night when he's sleeping that we can somehow stealthily nick the belt off him? Would that be an option that we could consider? Mm-hmm. Have we got some spells that we could use to, I don't you know, I somehow? Do. I think that's kind of reaching, to be honest. Let's see what I've got. Dunno, I mean it could be, you know, could be a sort of D and D thing, isn't it? That you know he's very, very Tonight's difficult to attack. Yeah. With all these gorillas and so the actual fact that the task is basically to actually, you know, I was do something different to be stealthy. Ooh. It's called Rock and it's a smoked English beer. We're mm. open it and we're going to discover what it's like live. Well, on I, the hilltop. 
I came up with a, sense that... a novel way of doing this little bit, which is that I've got mm-hmm. so much alcohol around me after Christmas. I mean, just bottles on the floor. I thought I could roll a D10 and then have it decided for me. Maybe if I rolled two dice, I would then have to mix the two drinks. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what? Okay. Is it good? Ugh. Yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely smoky, which like is a recipe quite an odd experience. <laughs> it's but it's business. quite, it's very yeasty. Oh, yeasty. I've got a um, whiskey smoker. Anyway, sorry, I'm distracting from the <laughs> from the main discussion. We can't really negotiate with him, I don't think, because he's mad. I and mean, he's too powerful to fight. I mean, he raised up a monkey, didn't he? Sorry, we're talking about Mike here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Did he bring one back to life? Monkey, sorry, to say, probably my mid-30s. He brought a monkey back to life, I think. Mike, you've been bringing monkeys back to right, life. Mike? I have, yeah. I've, so I've got two thoughts. I've got two thoughts. I've got Wall of Force. I'm not sure that he has an answer to Wall of Force, but he does. He can cast spells out of them, so he's still dangerous. But we could potentially Wall of Force, kill the monkeys, leave him on his own as the sole thing, and take our time, do it in a few actions, you know, a few attempts. Secondly, I'm not sure whether through the Vortex has a, an answer. Maybe if I go through, I seem to recognise this creature somehow, so maybe if I go through... I might get some something that you guys didn't. And lastly, we've got two high-level spellcasters. If we coordinate, do one high-level spell. If he saves against that one, if he chooses to use the save, we do the other one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I think he still gets high saves, though, doesn't he? Well, he, he? might have high saves, but it's unlikely, and we don't remember how the extra action-y things work, that he can do it more than once, you know, in between his actions or goes or whatever it is yeah i think so the chances are if you as stan says if you launch coordinate and launch two high level spells where you think you have a chance that he might fail he may be forced to use his action on the first and that gives you a sort of better chance on the second yeah but you're burning a couple of couple of spells you are you are offensively my highest thing is probably otto's irresistible dance which is not what level is that? Earth-shattering, is it? Because he gets a save every round. Sixth level. It buys a round, is what it does. Yeah, it doesn't get a save when you... It doesn't, it get, doesn't a get a save until, until it uses an action. I've got How many of those have you got? One. I've got one. I've got Can we try and take the belt off him while he's dancing? What attitude-changing spells do we have? Well, as in charm-type things, you mean? Yeah. Um. Or <laughs> calm, is calm emotion still a spell? It was a spell once, wasn't it? Trouble is, I kind of see. I've I've got confusion, mm-hmm. and I have. Maybe we're not. Tr- we shouldn't be trying to kill him, but just trying to take the belt off him. Yeah, or persuade him to give us the belt, or just just trying to prize it off him while he's uh, okay. distract him in some way and try and get I it have... off him, rather than trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. I do have shadow law. What's that? Too? You can whisper a phrase that one creature that shares a language and can hear you within thirty feet can hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't need to be within 30 feet. Doesn't sound very appealing to me. The target must make a wisdom saving throw DC 17. If it fails, the target is charmed by you for the next eight hours or until you and your allies attack it, damage it, or force it to make a saving throw. Mm-hmm. Mike? Yes? How difficult would it be to get the belt off him? Um... You know, if I was trying yeah, to... Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Instead of attacking him, uh, trying to use my action just to get the belt off him. There's a precedent for this. When you were trying to grab the key that was dangling on a chain from the neck of the shadow spider, 
if you remember the kind of crazy spider that you met in a coastal yeah. tomb. Now, Uncle Buggy jumped up and grabbed it. I think we would make some kind of test. I would have to look at the circumstances. I think the critical thing, and something that I don't have necessarily in front of me, but that's why I have DMs, I guess, is uh, what the mechanism is, right? I mean, is it like a girdle? Is it a belt in the sense that there's a catch or something that can be flipped to make it open and then fall away? I'm going to roll a d6. It's the way we always determine these things. On a 1 to 3, there's a clear mechanism situated at the front of the belt that looks like were it to be flipped the belt would fall open on a four to six the belt is more difficult than that to open perhaps it's a little bit more intricate let's see what we get oh it's okay so it looks like it's a little complex to open hold person you might need to take Maybe a couple of actions couple of rounds trying to couple I mean, of I actions running up to him and trying to prize it off him while someone else right tries to distract him with spells or charms or you might need to undo something like a clasp or something and then pull through some sort of fastening and then flip it. You might There might be two or three stages. Could this be done while he's asleep? Yes. You'd have thought that not doing it incredibly deftly would likely wake him up. I'm thinking, sneak in there. Spellcasters have sort of defensive spells, that kind of thing at the ready, like your irresistible dance and stuff like that. Somebody sneaks in, performs the two actions on stealth, Shouldn't shouldn't we try my shadow law? We could try that. Yeah. Maybe if we waited a little bit, we could see what's he do with the gorillas. Do they eventually end up back in their cages? They are in their cages. Yeah. I think I may have a a slight loophole. Right. So it gets to choose to make a saving throw, but if it's asleep, it can't choose to make a saving throw. So if I get to within thirty feet and I whisper it, it gets a wisdom saving throw because it can still hear me, but it can't choose to save because he's asleep. <laughs> we're, in, <laughs> we're in some interesting See, territory. That's, First that's, of all, no, yeah. yeah, there's some there's some interesting kind of like reality works one way for me. And <laughs> okay. First of all, if Krathanos's ability to elect to make a save that he has failed is a conscious thing, it would seem reasonable to me that if he was not conscious, he would not be able to elect to make the saving throw. Fine. In terms of spells that require Krathanos to hear your enchanted words yeah i think you have to hear it as in not just it needs to be audible to you your magic words work on the subject's <laughs> mind right i'm not sure and about that if if you're asleep and a, someone crashes a symbol next to your head you can that definitely wakes you up. hear it what about those yes but if so if you're if you're asleep and somebody to, you know the, the hypnotic i'm not ruling sort of, it out i'm just saying that We've got to think about how that might work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you cast yeah. a suggestion spell on somebody who's asleep, telling them to wake up, does that work? Because surely they've got to understand your words in order to act upon them, not just have the words audible to them because you're close enough for them to hear. But the spell was clearly one where you were being persuasive, charming, whatever, then surely they have to consciously process what they're hearing in order to be seduced by your language, your magical language. But it, if, on the other hand, it's just a noise that causes awful trouble, then as long as they can hear it, they can hear it. But it's a magical effect. It only works up to 30 feet. So it's not just about hearing it. Yeah, but it and it very specifically says that shares a language and can hear you. Those are the criteria. The idea that it, it shares a language suggests that they've got to comprehend yeah, what so you're it needs saying. to be able to understand you. noise. Yeah. It's... It's Precisely. Got it's it's it got to be to processed and understood. Exactly. So then we get into an argument about how much you understand of stuff that's said to you while you're asleep. 
And I don't know that I would build your entire strategy around that working. That's what I would say. Could we do a wall of force to pin him down while he's sleeping? Yes. And then try and grab the belt. But then he's inside the wall of force with the belt. But, I mean, couldn't you put it over the top half of him while he's lying down or no. something so he can't sit up or move? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> you can't strict rules about that. You can't sculpt it like that. You can sculpt stone shape like that. When he casts spells, does he speak? They're spells, I presume so. So he casts spells. If they've got a verbal component, say that they have to be spoken. Yeah. So silent spell might be quite effective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we could trap him in a wall of force with a silent spell inside the wall of force and then kill the monkeys and then deal with him separately. Yeah. It's basically okay. trap him and then spank the monkey until <laughs> you're... <laughs> Is the Wall of Force a concentration? your home, as it were. I don't think we need to kill him. Is Wall of Force a concentration spell? How do you get the belt without killing him? Is the Wall of Force a concentration spell? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, in order to do that, you'd be taken out of spellcasting action, and if you got spanked by a monkey, and the Wall of Force goes down... Yeah, but we wouldn't get spanked by the monkeys, because the monkeys monkeys are in the cage, so we'd thing. killing the monkeys while they're in the cage. That's Uh, the idea. And if we snuck up to him... While he's sleeping, we'd have one round of trying to get the belt off, and then do something to distract him or spells, multiple spells at once, to try and buy the second round to get the belt off, and then just get away. The trouble is, he's, he's so unpredictable. What I want mm. you to do more than anything is to try and use Otto's irresistible dance to incapacitate <laughs> him while somebody else tries to get the belt off him. I would pay to see that. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he runs on rails, that's a good phrase. Paul. Yeah. Yes. The whole situation seems to sort of run like clockwork. Or it's on the yeah. loop. Like those so clocks where when it strikes the hour, the people come out on the yeah. little tracks. And So you know, if, if there is there. a wall of force, um, which then means that the, the monkeys aren't spanking, deal with the monkeys, and then... I think Dan's kind of onto something here, and then it's about dealing with him. And maybe what it is is then going away, letting him calm down, letting him fall asleep, and then enacting part two, taking it a stage at a time. But he just brings the monkeys back to life. He did it already. Not if we remove them. raised one back. If we remove the bodies. Shove them into the altered dimensional space. Why don't I try going into the altered dimensional space first? Right. To see what that woman is. The other thing is, obviously, is if we mention that woman to Burple again, does does he need to make another save? Probably. Does he have a turn? I mean, if you're having to make saves at the mere mention of this woman, do you think going into that space isn't... I mean, maybe that's the trigger that we need, is that we have to go in there together and then it's some... The knowledge of the existence of the woman seems to have been the thing that triggers Burple. He still feels odd about it, but it's not like every time you mention it. (laughs) Try and freak Um, him out. That could be really funny. No, Just a thought, something that has dawned on me that I probably best get out there before we get too much further, Johnny, is bear in mind that Grathanos is somewhere between 25 and 30 foot tall so just eyeballing it I would say the belt is going to be about 15 feet off the ground (laughs) when he's standing so I'm just thinking about this plan I'm not trying to close any avenue because I think actually that sounds like a prospect but yeah I don't I don't think it sounds like picturing this idea that Uncle Buggy is somehow trying to do this Parker doesn't have a problem with vertical surfaces 
Right, exactly. So Parker, maybe whatever, or Buggy might have to be able to climb up his thigh. I mean, again, I'd pay to Toss see... me up there. Well, nobody, nobody tosses at all. There's another thing, which he's is that when he's lying down or sitting down, the belt isn't 15 foot off. And if he's, if Chrysanus is asleep, what are the chances that somebody could unbuckle the belt, <laughs> lay it flat, as it were, on the ground with him sitting on it, and then wake him up so he gets up, he doesn't realise that the belt's not on him, moves away from the belt, bish bash bosh, we get the belt, we dive into the um, zone of whatever it is. We could have three people trying to get the belt off him simultaneously <laughs> while he's doing Otto's irresistible. Again, I would. I mean, I could sell tickets for that. <laughs> You'd have to put that on our Patreon if we had one. Why don't we try the interdimensional space first? With you. Yeah. That might trigger something. Why don't we try the good old-fashioned commune route and see whether we can get some tips? Good plans. Oh, that's a good idea. Off you go, Graham. Ooh, I like commune. that. Well done, Graham. Oh, I'm going to have to look stuff up now. That's mm. very annoying, Graham. Is that going to work <laughs> on this plane? That's what I have to look up. Uh, okay, your commune works. Okay. So I can spend half an hour... No, I'm going to start quest. with the first question. Three questions, Mike. Mm-hmm. Question number one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, question in, number one. In the context of our desire to to obtain the belt of Krathanos, is there anything to be gained by entering the shadow world through the vortex thing? That's a difficult one. Okay, I'm going to say no. What kind of answers am I giving you? Is it yes, no, and unclear? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yep. Okay. No. Okay. So with a small n, <laughs> that doesn't necessarily help us. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe some benefit there that doesn't directly impact this, but some benefit. Yeah. Next question. Um, if he's asleep, is it possible to take <laughs> the belt? <laughs> is there any scenario without fighting him? Yeah, in which Krathanos will give us the belt. Yes. Without fighting. Oh. Yes. Okay. Any thoughts on the third question then? No. Does it involve? Oh, an I see. Exchange? That was the third question. <laughs> so does that count as a no. third question? No, of course it doesn't. This oh. isn't the movie. <laughs> How many questions do you have? Is that three? Two. Um. <laughs> End of spell. On we go. Come on. What about... Sorry, he hates the druids. The druids put him in this situation. Is that right? So maybe it's something to do with getting him the druids. He'll give us the belt if we deliver him some druids. What about What about charms? Asking about the charm spell. You mean, can we use a charm spell to modify his attitude towards us? Or can we use a charm spell to persuade him to give us the belt? Do you think you can polymorph the belt into something else? No. I haven't got polymorph object. I think there's only one polymorph spell. Did you ask he would exchange the belt for something? Did you ask that? No, we didn't ask that question. You haven't asked that question. I can't actually remember the first <laughs> The first question was about going into the yeah, shadow yeah, world, yeah. and the second one was, the second que- was would we... Can he be, pers- can he be yeah, persuaded? Can he do it without- right, yeah, exactly. But he didn't specifically bring in the concept of an exchange. No. Okay, so he can be... Okay, let's see. Could we exchange something with him for the belt? Should we go for that question, or do we find go another... On go on then, it's a good question. Let's try that one, and we might reuse that one. Okay, so can you lay it out for me, please? Is there anything that we have or could easily obtain that we could exchange for the belt? Yes. Well, why don't we oh, then... That's interesting. Why don't we ask him? Mm-hmm. Get a nonsensical answer. Mm. Oh, we have to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> really good? But we're here. Maybe we can give him a scroll that says it's a charter that, that gives him permission to leave this place for the druids. 
That's like the Wizard of Oz giving the Scarecrow a diploma. <laughs> what we really need is to be able to do it again and figure out whether we have the thing or we can obtain the thing. He's not rational. He might. Yep. Yep. We could say that we, we, we obtain this from the Druids. It's a, a one use only scroll that will release him from the prison but he will need to exchange it for something valuable without mentioning the belt we could offer it he could offer up the belt himself mm. i don't think trickery <laughs> is going to help us yeah this person's very very volatile so i think we have a chance of finding some window of reason with him do we have anything i mean just sort of think about our inventory of stuff that might be connected with his past, or... What is his past? Well, that's what I was wondering. He's well, you asked him about it. Yeah. He said that the druids, the order of the storm, struck a bargain with a deity called Death Watchmaker, their deity, in order to create this plane. And that the price that the Death Watchmaker exacted was that they would imprison Krithanos on the plane when it was created right do you think it might be the gems that we used to get here did we use all of the colors you use one of each color to activate the portal but you've got yeah you've got loads of i think i think the minimum of let's not worry about it too much you've got but we got enough that we could offer him the gems to activate the portal to allow him to exit it's not a bad idea most definitely thing is, we've got lots of ideas, but why don't we try and... Uh... Well, maybe we should try one of them. Yeah, try one of them. Off you go, Graham. <laughs> Shall we? Yeah, why not? Off you go. Okay. Is he awake? I'll roll. <laughs> one, two, he's sleeping. Three, four, okay, he is no. mumbling to himself. Five, six, he is Pick wandering around the keep being odd and picking up sticks. Yeah. Uh, he is sleeping at this current moment. You can hear his titanic snores um, rumbling through the firmament. Want to wake him up? Or do you want to explore? Well, we could leave him a note for when he wakes up, which we could carefully write. Okay, good. That's a really long conversation about how that note is. <laughs> I um, to try the framed. charm thing. Yeah, it's worth a try. I mean, if nothing else, it might get him into a state where we can have a more recent conversation with him. Okay, I'm going to sneak up to within 30 feet, Mike, and whisper. Let's see if it works. First things first, are you invisible? Yes. Well, can you give me a stealth? Check at advantage. Stealth. I'm thinking gorillas here. Stealth I'm always thinking about gorillas. It's a 13 plus 10 because I'm invisible. 23. Fine. You don't wake up a gorilla. Okay. Um, Google it, man. Google it. I am, I am, I am. I need to Google it. Just decree that okay. it works. Okay. I think... Therefore, your spam is probably immune to charm. No. No? I don't think it's going to work. I'm sorry. I think it needs to be able to understand you. Looking at a couple of quick answers. The concept that you need to be able to speak its language, that drives me towards the conclusion that it needs to comprehend what you're saying to it, not just hear what you're saying to it. And I don't think it's in a position to comprehend what you say to it. But it's in a relaxed state, so it's like a suggestion. It should be doubly powerful, I would would argue. (laughs) Okay. Oh, all right. Well, I come visible, and I go around like the side again. Okay, well, I'm just gonna, I mean, I think you're going to be <laughs> rumbled by the, by the monkeys. The monkeys wake up, start going, <laughs> and Krathanos awakes. Yeah. Looks around blearily, says, <laughs> and then starts stomping around the keep. What do you want to do now? In his cycle, is he, what, what, what's his most uh, kind of chilled phase? 
I mean, the most chilled, obviously, is sleep. But yeah, <laughs> he's, that, that when he's not asleep, he's got stomping around and shouting mm-hmm. and randomly thumping the ground with his um, monster Therefore. todger, whatever it is. <laughs> hammer thing, spiked hammer thing. Yeah. And then he's got his general sitting around mumbling to himself. That seems to be the dormant state. Yeah. So probably we need to wait for the sitting around mumbling to himself. Phase. If you wait around, yeah, he starts, he's sitting with his back to this pillar near the middle of the keep and he's sort of i don't know he's just mumbling to himself and mm-hmm. well, we could ask him what he would like us to give him is yes. there something he we would can like? acquire for him and then okay. uh, we won't mention the belt yeah. but if we get the thing that he wants we could then say we would like something from him of equal value without mentioning the belt yes. and hopefully he'll I offer think that's the belt. a good approach mm-hmm. i think you finally had a good idea <laughs> um okay so you're sending an emissary well, yeah, we could probe. shout. Uh, I suggest something like Scaly O2 will be quite appropriate. Why don't we just shout? Yeah, from okay. behind the wall, so he doesn't know exactly where the target <laughs> so is. He's shouting. What are you shouting? You smell of we. <laughs> is there anything we can get you? <laughs> Great <laughs> oh, mighty Krathanos. <clears throat> he um, snaps out of his introspective phase. Is that you? Is it the small people? It is, Alas, oh, it is. mighty warrior. That's correct. I am a mighty warrior. He stands up, starts stalking towards the gates of the keep. What say you? Have you come to apologise? We have. Of course. Your apology is not accepted. And we have come okay. to make a peace well, offering. We will try and, and ask if there is again. anything of value that we can acquire for you. If you all speak at once, I can't decide which one of you to kill first. Is there anything Where we can... Where are these ac- voices coming from? You're on the other side of the wall. You hear him stomping towards the gate. Is there anything we can acquire for you that would... My freedom! ...convince you of our good intentions? Or would help you leave this place. Help me? Yes. Some sort of sorcery, I suppose you're talking about. Is that the thing on the end of a stick talking to me? Yes, it's the little person on a stick. Uh, you are you a powerful sorcerer? You don't seem to be. Seem to be a bit small. Small, I'm But if you could provide some enchantment that would free me of this place, yes. Or you could somehow transport me away from my prison. Okay. What is it that binds you I here? I mentioned door. That kind of spell doesn't work here. Yeah, that's true, yes. You're going to mention the gems, Well, we Graham. do have all these gems that got us here. Maybe they would get you back. Magic crystals? Show me. Yeah, well, Don't sure. give him any, just show him. Wave some show around. Them. You're flying into view? I mean, yeah, I'm... yeah, yeah. I'll fly into view. Oh, he looks at you. These got us here. Maybe they would get you out. I don't understand. What are these things? They look like mere baubles. Yes. They activate the... Um, they, they transporter. The what? They activated the transporter. The transporter? The here. Yes. With Jason Statham? <laughs> yes. Jason Statham is going to come here and drive me home? You have to get in the boot oh. of his Audi, though. So what say you, <laughs> oh mighty Krathanos? Is there some kind of portal, some kind of door out of this place? There is. And these gems would transport me through it? We think so. They brought us here. Well, why didn't you give them to me before? You didn't give us a chance. Did you say I just slept with my aunt? I did not. <laughs> Is that what you just said? I did not. My no. God! What a disgusting <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> or D6. Oh, God. I'll let it slide for now. Okay, good. <laughs> Can you take me to this portal? <laughs> yes. Yes. Perhaps we should discuss a reciprocal agreement. Obviously, these are valuable for us. Perhaps there is something you might be willing to exchange for these <laughs> Almighty powerful baubles. Did you say I've slept with a womble? No, he did. 
point to Graham. <laughs> so you will take me to this portal, you will give me these gems, and you want something in return? Well, I think that was That's a, the usual way fair. of doing business. I presume now we've got multiple heads poking up over the side of the wall. <laughs> or what do you see that you think would be a fair price? Go on, say it. <laughs> <laughs> Just you roll suggest the D6, it. Mike. You suggest. Well, all the gorillas are like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, no. Find something to look at on the floor of their cages, like scratching about. Is that little thing in the corner? <laughs> Have you got something that would be a fair bargain? Please, you suggest something, oh great Krathanos. The great of what's it? Great Krathanos. Please, you you suggest make a suggestion, a, f- a fair exchange. I think a fair exchange would be one of my fair monkeys. Hmm. Which one would you choose? Would you choose this monkey, monkey number one? Wanders over. Oh, no. <laughs> to, no. To Telebeer. No. no not monkey living, number one is powerful creature. and slim. No. It, um, we're thinking of an I object think it would be difficult a... to accept <laughs> such a, a large gift. We were thinking something more scythe appropriate. Oh. oh. Maybe something by which we could remember your greatness. One of my hairs, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's like looking about himself. There's basically his massive hammer, right? And his belt. So he's sort of <laughs> looking down. One of my sandals. <laughs> yes, absolutely. In fact, you could have both of them. How about that? Uh, uh, they are the sandals of the mighty. What magical property. Yeah. They, they are, are indeed. indeed. <laughs> he takes the, one of them the off and magical. he holds it up and he sort of <laughs> drapes it over the forearm. Notice the beautiful the aging of the magical. We, you want something magical of mine? We're thinking of something of, of, of equivalent value. These gems are powerful magic. Probably miss the sandals more than you think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the advice, Dr. Sholl over there. <laughs> Oh, now what magic do I have? I have magical things. Well, I have my hammer, of course, but you can't have my hammer. No. I have no. this. He takes from his waist a bag of holding that he'd drawn a minotaur's head from before. Well, a bull's head, but you have to presume it's a minotaur's head. I have this. He sort of holds it towards you. Mm, we've already got one. It's the bag where I keep all of my little snacks. Oh. Would this be a fair bargain for your gems? Uh, unfortunately, we already I'm have perfectly one of those, prepared so. to higher price. Exchange something of fair value. But I would require you to escort me to this portal to show me how it operates. Yes, of course. It will be fun. We could all travel together. Uh, Yes, looking forward to it. That will be fun. But uh, not the bag. Not the bag. Not the sandals. Not not the the sandals. No, no, not not the monkeys. (laughs) Not the hammer. (laughs) Not the hammer. Yes. Not the monkeys. Anything else? Not your hair. (laughs) He's looking. He's like turning around. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's out of options, really. Well, just, I mean, the only other thing I can think of is my belt, but of course you couldn't have that. That's at the very essence of my being. Oh, is it? My wonderful belt I would only exchange for two things. What was that? No, what are they? Limitless wealth is option one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of you as my slave, minion, and potential meal. Oh, well, that can be yeah. option well, Uncle two. Uncle always, <laughs> always available. <laughs> yes, he's very Preferably good. Preferably one of the larger ones. Parker's quite tall. <laughs> Parker's uh, quite tall and tasty. <laughs> Let's have a look no. at him. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you looks a little bit like a lizard? Uh, um, scaly O'Toole. Mm. Mm, crunchy. Good crunchy choice. Crunchy on Good the choice. outside, chewy in the centre. Oh, all right then, I'll do it. Excellent. Send him forwards. I will light up a cigar and I'll walk towards him. 
You're going to have to hop into the bag. He goes down on one knee, and he holds the bag out in front of him. Oh, I don't know if that's mm. a good idea. In the bag, in the bag, he kind of gestures you forwards. He's clearly going to do it. He's got a decision to make, oh, and I think... I don't know about that. ...that we should find out. Mm. I think I know what I'm going to do. decides to offer himself up. Well, then tell us now. Spoiler alert. Can we pick <laughs> things up next week? Uh, uh, it's horrible, this one. What do you mean it's horrible, this one? Well, could I... Is oh, it possible to survive in a bag of holding? Not for long. Not for very long. The Billowing Hilltop podcast is a Billowing Hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Library of Last Resort and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Library of Last Resort was written by Nicholas Logue. Music is from Kevin MacLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright Billowing Hilltop. Role-playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.